discussion of independence, free will, liberty, and the left-hand path. This is Damonosophy 2.0 with your host, Paul Frederick. Yes! And welcome, my friends and fellow Damons, to a very special episode of D2. My guest today is literally an expert at shining like fire in the jaws of chaos. His name is James Carmen Kirby. He is a particularly gifted artist, magician, and setian that I can say I am fortunate enough to have had the pleasure of getting to know personally over a number of years. And he's something of a mountain man in my book. He lives in the wilds of the Yukon in western Canada. He lives off of the land. Built his own house. And he does metalworking and sculpture carving. All self-taught and all absolutely wonderful and beautiful things. He creates all sorts of amazing items from jewelry to statuary. He's also the founder of the Pack, which is an order of the Temple of Set, exploring and highlighting the wolfish aspects of initiation. He's also the architect of the cool steampunk-looking medallions worn by some members of the esoteric order of Beelzebub, and he holds an honorary membership in that order for his work there. Well, not too long ago, something unexpected happened. Something I don't think anyone can ever be fully prepared for. In early August of 2017, James was informed by his doctor that he had stage four pancreatic cancer and that he had only two to four weeks to live. And suddenly, a lot of things changed for James. But some things didn't change. In fact, they started to grow stronger. So, my friends and fellow Damons, I present to you now a true and living fire in the darkness, my friend, James Carmen Kirby. James Kirby, how are you? I'm doing awesome today, so far. <laughs> awesome. Well, man, um, I'm so glad we're talking today. I've had you on the list for a while for having you on the show, and I'm so glad we're finally getting around to it now because you've been such a great inspiration uh, to me, and I know a lot of other people for many years now. Your uh, jewelry and your sculpture, um, your work on the Source Facebook group, and then, of course, all the great personal interactions we've had in crazy places like Austin and, and Prague over the years. Mm-hmm, Yeah various points in between, and I want to talk about all that, but first, I want to dial back the TARDIS a little bit to some earlier days and ask you, how did James Kirby initially find the left-hand path? Now, that's, that's a really cool story, because I've always had an aversion to, uh, well, what I, what I 
fought with the left-hand path in the, the Church of Satan back in the day. Um, I had some pretty nasty experiences with some Satanists oh, back in the 80s, and uh, this kind of just kind of put me off of uh, exploring that realm. And uh, so I stuck with my my focus on Thelemic initiation, and uh, and I spent a good so oh, 10, 12 years with that, and uh, then I got into some chaos magic and some Austin spare, and it was really spares work because I was I was just becoming an artist at the time, but it was Spare's work that kind of goaded me to to create my own path. And um, I had a lot of fun with that. I was I was making some really good progress initially. And then I, I came across a poem online, and it was by a, by a, an adept in the Temple of Set. And uh, I, I started a dialogue with him just because I was fascinated by the way he wrote and uh, the kind of things he was writing about. And uh, so we dialogued probably for a couple months. And uh, and then he, uh, you know, I said, well, what, what, what kind of, uh, you know, magic orders are you affiliated with? And he, he mentioned the Temple of Set. And I said, well, wow, I've never, never heard of these guys. And I ran a bookstore at the time as well, probably the largest occult bookstore in Canada, in the middle of the north. And uh, uh, that was—I started that so I could get my books less expensively. And uh, <laughs> always, always a problem for us as initiates. Um, but uh, I said, "The Temple of Sin, man, I've never heard of these guys. How come I've never heard of them?" So I started doing some research. And uh, I couldn't believe what I was finding, you know. Like I, I was, I was like reading about these, these, you know, the very limited uh, at the time uh, would, would have been around 2000 um, uh, writings that were on on the internet and the history of of, of this organization. And shortly before that, I, when I was doing my my own creation of my own little path there, my own particular way of doing magic i i figured i'd you know i'd put together a cohesive kind of uh you know, magical technique that worked really effectively you know as an artist and manifesting things in the world and you know i, I was becoming very adept at, at uh, creating whatever i wanted around me and uh, and in my life and uh I, I wanted to create a school of sorts, you know, where, you know, every individual was responsible for creating their own path. Mm-hmm. And I started looking into the logistics of that. And I realized really early on that, wow, I just, I don't have the brain power for this. This is, this is huge. Like I can see what it would take to do this. And what I was envisioning was already created in the Temple of Set. So I, I did some very serious uh, in-depth studies probably for two years before I, I actually joined the Temple uh, on their philosophy, on their, uh, you know, their initiates, watching their initiates. Uh, you know, I found a couple of them online and, and just observing how they were processing their initiation. And then uh, I found it really fascinating that they were, there was no, uh, uh, you know, it wasn't a personality cult. It wasn't, uh, 
uh, homogenous, you know, we're all the same kind of initiates, you know, we all have this agenda. It wasn't a anti-Christian thing. It wasn't an anti-right-hand path thing. It was just this, this thing standing on its own. Mm-hmm. And that really fascinated me. So I, I put in my application and was accepted. And uh, the fellow that I was online with earlier, he, he sponsored my application. So I, I got in quite easily. And uh, wow, the journey since then has been unbloody believable. So <laughs> I, yeah, I just I know I know that you think I have words for it. Yeah, right. It's, it's been absolutely incredible. So yeah, yeah. That's, you know, that's, like, that's I started. It's it's almost like you create your way into the aeon of set. Mm-hmm. You know? I, I, yeah, I think it's necessary. Yeah, yeah. You do. You have you have to begin by creating the door, and opening that door yourself. Yeah. And then what's interesting is you find and 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 I think this is what you're saying is that you come into the temple of set because I went through the same thing too, and a lot of people they come into it and they are expecting um, a particular system within it, and then you find out there's not really a system. Yeah, there's no there's system. <laughs> Mm-hmm. it's more an act of creation and everything is just kind of wrapped up in that. And that's fundamentally, that's, that's the fundamental nature of the left-hand path is creation and, uh, or you could say causality to become the, the causal force in the universe rather than the thing that is caused, you know? Yes. Yes. And then re-manifesting that continuously. You're, you're continuously building on that foundation that you started with. Yeah. So, but I found what, what the temple gives you is the tools to create that foundation in an extremely solid fashion. Right. You're, you're not, there's not a lot of, I mean, yes, there's, there's guesswork involved, but there's not a lot of it. You're, you're a lot more sure of, of how you're creating because the nature of the information is, is um, you're, you're dealing with fundamental principles that are, you know, pretty hard to screw up unless you're bent sideways in the first place. And, and right. yeah, then things go side and they, they go bad real fast. So it, it's obvious when, when people don't uh, create their own path, but they bring in their, their id monsters and, you know, as Dr. Aquino would say in their, you know, whatever kind of twisted perspectives they've, they've never dealt with in their lives. So that those, those kind of people get weeded out pretty quick. Right, yeah. right. It's the idea that the, the buffers and the baggage that you bring into initiation has to be addressed and acknowledged at some early stage or else those things, those little, you know, bugaboos, they like grow with you. And they, they yeah. come along with you and then they get big too, you know, and then they become yeah. problematic. Yeah, highly destructive, yeah, to the individual and possibly others if they're around long enough, but that, that doesn't usually happen in, in the temple. So yeah. So you, you talk about um, you came in with this idea of wanting to create a school. Um, is that something that came into uh, what, what became eventually the PAC? Um, actually, the, no. Um, I was interested in creating a whole kind of construct like like the the temple is and and realizing that you know this is this is way beyond my my mental capacity and 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 
really my focus in life. I mean, I grew up in a very isolated place. I did initiation solely on my own for about 20 years. And uh, so I was basically running my own show. Um, What I needed to do was to, you know, in any, any isolated construct, uh, that an individual creates without any input from the outside world is going to have problems, and and I needed to get I needed to root those problems out. Um, you know, just this little sidetracks that I'd taken, and you know, little my little pet pe- pet beliefs and things like that. I needed those challenged. I needed those. Right. Um, um, yeah, and uh, so I put myself in the way of very particular people in the temple that I, I chose uh, because I knew they would challenge me on those things. And, uh, and I knew I would have to really dig into myself and root those things out and go through them with a fine-tooth comb. So I spent, a, I spent quite a few years in the, in the beginning doing that. And then uh, the pack evolved through uh, my particular form of magic uh, mm-hmm. which is, you know, I, you know, I, I, I have a, a strong shamanic background and, uh, um, but I wanted to get away from the trappings of, of shamanism. I wanted to, you know, how do I, how do I take this experience that I have in the Arctic and, uh, you know, this freedom that I experience, this, this, uh, really in-depth, uh, connection to, to the natural world as a, a, a separate entity and how do I give this to my fellow initiates in a way that's going to be meaningful for them and actually give them that experience you know I wanted to see uh, you know initiates uh, like yourself who live in the middle of a city uh, you know there's there's everything's manicured everything's man created everything's uh, set out for you in a way that gives you the illusion of there being a natural environment around you, but in, when in fact none of it is natural. Mm-hmm. And uh, here's here's some here's here's a working that will take you into this place. You can, all you need is a square inch of grass, you know, or something that <laughs> you don't need a lot of wildness around you. What you do need is the perspective of a, a, a Setian perspective and a uh, a willingness to go to, to you know, use your your skills as a magician to call up this this wilderness that's inside you everybody has this it's not unique to me because i live in the arctic you know everybody can get in touch with this we're all innately uh, fused to our our origins as as a a species you know and grow uh, the wild and, and uh, you know, fending for ourselves, hunter-gatherers, all that kind of stuff. I mean, you, you, humanity will never get away from that, uh, although they're really trying hard to uh, think it's a bad idea. But uh, I, I, I wrote this working because a couple of, uh, uh, of initiates wanted me to write it, and uh, they really pushed hard, and I was like, okay, okay, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. And... Uh, it took me almost a year to write the working for this and to, to, you know, just to figure out all the little bugs and and get, you know, get to that point where, okay, I want, I want, uh, uh, Magister to, to experience this thing full on in his environment and he'll get a taste of what this thing is. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, I, I really wasn't sure it would go anywhere. I just, okay, I'm going to write this working, and, you know, I hope a, you know, a few initiates get something out of it. And it just, it worked it really, really well, uh, very effectively, uh, to a point where, where many initiates did it, and it, it altered their initiation. So and this working, that, and this working kind of laid the foundation for the pack as like a as an organizational yes, element. And, yeah, indeed. And what it does is it it gives you that first taste of it, and then it's up to you to take it from there and and keep exploring that that aspect of yourself. You know, there's no there's no dogma to this one. There's there's no uh, there's no formula. Uh, the working itself gives you the initial impression. You take that impression, and with your own magic, you expand it how you want to. And it, in every initiate that's done this, it, it's done it in different ways. It's done it in spectacular ways, and it's uh, it's really given them something, to, you know, something solid in, in their own initiation that that's connected them to something they've never had before. So I, I got lucky. I <laughs> so that's amazing. So. <laughs> To, to me, the image I always have in my mind of the pack is is it's, it's very wolfish. There's a, a, a wolfish sort of aspect to it, and um, it, it, yeah. And, and there used to be, you know, there used to be this thing with the the, the werewolf order that the the Shrek had going on back in the day, which kind of evolved into some kind of uh, paramilitary type thing. And when I thought of the the pack, I thought of this in, the, in a wolfish sense as more legitimate, more down to the spirit and the essence of that. And it has a lot to do with the essence of of freedom. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I I I had, I'd, I've read the history of the Shreks in the temple and 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 their their uh, especially their werewolf order and what they tried to do that but i it was fairly easy for me to see that coming in their their initial work mm-hmm. and i had i had no desire to go to that place i know what that is i'm i'm really right. not interested in that kind of overt <laughs> uh you know look at me magic kind of bullshit and uh right. and uh this this has a very different uh focus the, the pack it's very much about in, infusing the initiate with a connection you know we, we're, we're, we're unnatural beings in a natural world there's, there's very little about us that connects us to this natural world so my take on it has always been I'm, I'm a custodian of my environment mm-hmm. and um, I have a, a deep love of, of, of um, animals um, I'm around animals all the time. I have, you know, when I was uh, younger, I lived out in the bush for half my life. I have spent years and years around wolves and bears and cats and you name it. Any any of the wildlife in the Arctic, I've I've seen it. It's walked through my yard. You know, they get the passage. You know, I I, I respect their environment, and most of this is their environment. Mm-hmm. So I've I've learned to really connect with their their way of being with respect and also the knowledge that I'm not a part of their world. And if I step into their world, I will destroy it because that's what we do as human right. beings. We, we are, we destroy, we create, we destroy, we create. And if you move into the natural world, you know, any wildlife in that natural world is going to be gone within 10 years. Mm-hmm. 
or very well managed. You know, we're, we're going to go and kill nine bears this year because they came into town and ate somebody's garbage and somebody from Ontario is scared that they're going to get bit or something, you know, and so kill the bear, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those are all avoidable situations. So uh, to me, a lot of it, it comes back to another fundamental left-hand path idea, and that's the idea of responsibility and the idea that, um, you know, responsibility can't be given, but it has to be taken. You know, I can't make other people, you know, you can't force responsibility on people. I mean, well, you can try, but it doesn't work. But I can take yeah. responsibility myself, and that's the situation that we find ourselves in, I think, as non-natural beings in a natural universe that is subject to inertia and entropy and, and coercion and, and all of these other shitty things. And we, what, I, what I can do about it is I can take up responsibility myself to make myself better, you know, ownership of, of, of who I am and, and where I am and bring, you know, bring the fire of, of life to that. Well, you can bring a hell of a lot of fire of, of life to that. That's the point of, of, the, of the pack is, is that, in, you know, instead of being a detriment to your environment, you can actually become a proactive part of watching it thrive. And the benefits from that mm-hmm. are that, okay, now I have a connection to these beings that are, that are non-human, non-human animals and, uh, in a way that you've never had before. And you can you can actually be influenced by their communication to you, in a sense. Um, you can there's there's this inner dialogue that happens. There's this opening of your your psyche that happens. The opening of your your perception that becomes so much more vast. You see so much more of what's around you. It's not just oh, this is, you know, this is a really nice piece of land with lots of trees and, you know, there's bears and wolves and everything on it. And, uh, yeah, that would make a great parking lot. <laughs> you know, you would, never, you would never see that from this perspective. You, you wouldn't see it that way. Right. Um, the, the, it's not about capital gain anymore. It's about, you know, how can I best manage this environment so these, pe- these beings can thrive and I can thrive. Right. And, and, and it comes around to, to um, perhaps a, a little more of a minimalist uh, approach to life. Um, the evolution of the, you know, what, we, what we're calling progress these days uh, would not happen the way it's happening. Mm-hmm. You would, everything would happen a hell of a lot slower, and, but it would hell, happen in, excuse me, in a way that would uh, benefit all beings involved. Right, and I, I think it, it, the degree of integrity would be so much higher. The degree yeah. of integrity of of, of uh, anyone who who as an initiate engages this this sort of perspective uh, becomes enhanced greatly by using this perspective, and right. that that's the benefit to the initiate. Yeah, no, I I I agree, and I think there's. Um... A, a time in our ancient history, and and you know we like to talk about this. So we study this. There's lots of TOS reading lists, books that that um, you know go near this this territory of, of ancient uh, deluge and cataclysm of society. But there was a certain point at which um, man 
as, as a social man became a social animal and in that becoming lost his sense of individual uh, responsibility and lost his sense that he's a custodian of the environment and just kind of became a follower of mass movements and a commodity himself. And that's where all of this, this nonsense is, has kind of originated from that. And in one sense, the whole uh, aim of, of setianism is, is to get that the aim, I guess, more of the aeon of set is to get everything going back in a, in, a, in a better direction. But that has to start with individuals. It can only start with individuals willfully, you know, taking up uh, the, the sword, as it were, uh, of yep. responsibility for that. You have to choose this. You absolutely have to choose this as an individual. Yes, it can't be forced on anyone. And there's nothing we can do about, you know, the, the humans that don't want to engage this and they like their money and they like their stuff. And, you know, I'm mm-hmm. going through an event event right now where, you know, my stuff is just flying out the door left, right, and center. And I'm not the least bit concerned about it. You know, the things that truly matter to me, I've, I've accomplished in, in my initiation and um, uh, I have all of those things around me. I still have my connection to, to non-human animals. I still have my connection to uh, individuals who, who perceive the world in this way uh, and it's, it's growing stronger and stronger and we, we all recognize that, you know, I have a, I have a pretty interesting collection of stuff but it's, and then I'm just, it, I'm just giving it away. I'm, you know, I'm selling stuff off left, right, and center, and it's just, uh, wow, they're going, wow, you can, you don't, you don't want this. I mean, what am I going to do with it? You know, where I'm going? <laughs> I don't need it. <laughs> you know. Well, um, so, so you did. You, so you recently, so you recently learned something about your <clears throat> about your health that has changed things. Um, I, I would imagine dramatically for you. Can you can you talk a little bit about that? Sure, sure. It was about a week and a half ago. Um, I went in the hospital to to see about you know my liver was acting up and I was turning yellow and stuff. And I just thought, oh, I'm, I've got. Uh, uh, I figured it was uh, drug induced uh, hepatitis from uh, uh, my diabetes drugs. Mm-hmm. And uh, that I was diagnosed with a year and a half ago. And uh, I had a doctor take me aside and say, there's something else going on here, you know, like we need to do some tests. And she said, I want to, I want to make, I want to do, I want to take this case on and, and really run you through some tests. So I said, fine, that'd be great. You know, my other doctor was a bit of a putt. And uh, so she ran all these tests and the final one was an MRI and she had, she came back. You know, had head surgeon come down and say, "Wow, you've got uh, pancreatic cancer, and you're going to die." And I went, "Oh, Man. okay." So, <laughs> I, right at right at that moment, I just I took my human self, and I just said, "You know what? Me and you, we're done." And I'm going to bring out my full-on initiate, and I'm going to do this next little while, however long I have, with that fully operational all the time uh, because this is to me this is this is the pinnacle of my my initiation is is to experience this event in a way that that uh, I'm fully cognizant fully aware and very clear about what's what's uh, what's coming and what's going to happen with it 
And then I was sent down to Vancouver to have uh, some uh, surgeries on my liver so they could get the get it working properly so that I could actually eat and stuff like that because I couldn't eat for a couple months. And uh, while I was there, they did a CAT scan on me, and the doctor came up to me, and he says, well, you know, I know they told you you have six months to a year. He says, uh, that's not the case. He says, you have weeks. So, wow. so I put every, everything into high gear, and... Uh, and uh, since then, everything's been fantastic. Like, yeah, the letting, you know, I went, I had all my, I've got a jewelry studio, a carved stone carving studio, a woodworking studio, a stained glass studio. And I was just ready to get, I, I've saved up all this magnificent material over the years. And I was just getting ready to use it all. Mm-hmm. Just building myself a sauna, you know, like it was 90% complete and, that all, it all stopped in one day. It just, everything, I got floored by this, this uh, health issue. And, uh, but the, the folks in, uh, at, at, uh, in Vancouver fixed me up really good. You know, my, my guts work a lot better right now, but they're, you know, there's, there's the obvious, obvious uh, cancer issue. Um, but uh, things are working good enough that I'm clear enough to, uh, delegate and, and, and get, get stuff done on a, on a, uh, level that, you know, maybe I, I'm not buying into the body stuff at all. I, mm-hmm. I know what's happening with the body. It's, it's a non-issue. It's, mm-hmm. it's just there. And, um, so the, the focus has remained initiatory mm-hmm. thus far. And, uh, my whole family showed up here. I'm I'm in really good hands. I've got excellent support. Um, I've had some amazing uh, letters from from my colleagues in the temple. Um, just you know things I I would have never thought of, and that they're you know they're coming up with and saying, and I'm like, wow, I did I have no idea. Um, I, I I just do what I do. I don't I don't look for. Uh, uh, recognition for those things because this is my magic. I mean, I've been affected the same way by other other initiates' magic, and you know, I, I try to recognize that in them and, and let them know. But uh, um, yeah, I've been kind of blown away by the responses to this event. And uh, but I'm 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 not the least bit concerned about the the passing on part. I'm I'm mm-hmm. much more concerned about how I'm doing it. Uh-huh. And so I'm fi- I'm finding the journey very very interesting, very fascinating, and uh, and focusing on uh, what uh, uh, Dr. Aquino calls the the mind star, and yes. uh, that's gi- that's given me a really solid uh, 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 what do you say focus point. Mm-hmm. To uh, carry carry through with my initiatory perspective while I'm while my body's disintegrating, which it's doing pretty fast. It's interesting, yeah. So I I, I you know one thing that I recall is is uh, Gurdjieff uh, once wrote somewhere that that the ultimate aim of every man should be to die an honorable death, and if you can. Organize all of your life, no matter how far out you are from that, because we all know that's the place where we're going to go with it. It's a point we're going to reach eventually. As you can organize, yeah, all your, going here, right, right. So we're all, you know, it, it behooves all of us to conscientiously organize our lives around that, with, um, you know, 
uh, respect and, and thought for, you know, everything that is affected by that. And from, you know, everything you're saying to me, I'm just like, my God, man, you're just a, you're, you're just a warrior king uh, moving through all this. I mean, it's just really amazing and really inspiring. And they're just, it, it feels like there's just something so timely about, you know, um, Dr. Aquino, you know, publishing this MindStar book, which, um, which, which I've read. I think it's great. We had him on the, on the, on the podcast, and, and he talked uh, quite a bit about that. And, and then at the same time, on the other hand, you have, um, you know, Stephen Flowers uh, remanifesting all of this uh, Zoroastrian stuff, which has to do with, mm-hmm. you know, the, the nature of the soul, the fact that all souls, you know, who are here now, have made a, a conscious decision to come to this world before this life. And so from that derives the sense of responsibility. No matter what your situation is in, in this world, you're responsible for it because you made a decision to come here to fight against uh, inertia, to fight against evil, to fight against ignorance, to fight against all of the bullshit, you know, that you've been talking, to fight against the parking lot, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, <laughs> And, and, and all of that shit. And in that sense, we're all, you know, uh, you know, warriors moving in that direction. I, I absolutely agree, you know, and I, I think that this, this particular, you know, that this event is happening for me right now and that I can actually speak about it. I'm, I'm, I'm cognizant enough to, to speak about it with you on, 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 your, on your show um, is, is amazing to me, but the, the, the events that are happening because I think because I took this, this approach to it and I believe that this, this is the, the culmination of my initiation that there is no better time to just pull your, your initiate together and all that you've learned and all that you've been through, all that you've experienced, uh, you know, the good, the bad, the not, you know, it, it, it's all come out at this point. And the, uh, the, the things that are coming out of the woodwork around me right now are all benefiting my initiation. People have shown up to uh, take care of things that, you know, I had no idea how to take care of my studios. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, a, a friend showed up and said, Jesus Christ, James, this is, this is fucked up. You know, like, um, can, can I help you out? And, and I said, well, yeah, probably. I mean, you're the only guy I know that knows gemstones. Um, you know, can you help me out? To, you know, I've got a, I've got a very hefty uh, collection of gemstones, and there's no way I would get any money for them unless I had a gem dealer do it for me, mm-hmm. a certified gem dealer who says, yeah, I got a friend who's, you know, he's photographed all my stuff, and he sent him the photographs, and he says, yeah, I, I, I can I'll totally sell this for him. He says, I want to protect 10%, and I said, well, that's fucking great. But he's going to get me the, what they're worth. And uh, so that that happened. And then, uh, you know, my, my daughter is a, an, an accomplished artist and um, stone carver. And so my stone studio has a home. And uh, my other uh, sister is a, a woodworker and she wants to make furniture. And I have all the tools for this. So uh, there, there's my wood studio, you know, I'm just going to pass it on to her. And, you know, so all of this stuff got taken care of almost immediately. And it was like within a week, all the things that I was, you know, that I had any concern about, you know, I, I don't want these going in a grad sale. This isn't grad sale stuff. Right. And yeah, uh, it, it, 
that was just out of the way almost immediately. And I, I knew right away, okay, I have the space to, you know, to pull out my initiate, to really, to really delve into what's, you know, what this experience is. I've, I've been meditating on it for, for 30 years. Um, as an initiate, you know, I always remind myself that the goal of this is, is to pass through this life, to pass on to the next one and bring a very cohesive uh, uh, soul to that place. Mm-hmm. And I've spent a long time building my soul. And that's been the most important thing in my initiation. And it's why I joined the Temple of Set in the first place yeah. was, you know, I, I found a school that had the information for me to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, I know that every everybody has a different focus and everybody has a different trajectory in initiation. But ultimately, you are going to come around to this place where you have to really put yourself together. Mm-hmm. As you have to have that 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 soul complex in yourself, in a in a place that you can understand it and you can manifest it at will, mm-hmm. because this is where that matters. This is the point where that matters that you can manifest that part of yourself at will, and uh, I've been able to do that. And I consider myself extremely fortunate to have found the, found the temple and and to have been able to build this this. Uh, being inside me that that is going to it's going to become a hell of a lot more than it is now man <laughs> yeah no you're right so it's like you, you come into the temple of set and, and and people see like oh there's these different systems and people are working on this and working on that and there's different elements and orders and everyone's doing all this stuff but really the the, the reality of it is there is really one central aim of it and and you just described it perfectly. Hmm. The central aim is to create yourself, to build your soul, to build your arc, to get you through what is what everyone knows is coming. And that is what sets the Temple of Set apart, I feel, from so many other left-hand path organizations that um, you know have made de- made made a decision to to stick with the side of atheism or to stick with the side of chaos and say, well, whatever, you know, whatever happens is just mm-hmm. you know, like wh- whatever, man. No, we're not like a whatever man is kind of uh, uh, religion or, or system. No. It's a system of self-development and it's a system of self-creation with uh, the aim of, of life everlasting. Mm-hmm. True self-deification. Yes. This is the point of 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 the left hand path is self deification, and uh, you can't self deify if you're an atheist. Right. You know, there's, 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 you you don't believe in it. <laughs> it doesn't exist for you. You know, it's contradictory uh, principles. So yeah, which so is where, too bad for them. Right. So where can people find your stuff? I mean, I know you've had like uh, a website or things online. Can people still find your artwork and, and, and things like that online at this point? I, I'm going to leave my Facebook page up, uh, James Carmen Kirby Wolves Works Arts. Okay. And uh, I'm not going to take it down because I, I haven't been online for a couple of weeks. I, I don't plan on going back online. I you know, uh, but that's the only page I think that I have. I had a website for many, many, many years. It uh, got really expensive to keep it. Um, it was only used as a portfolio. Um, 
I just I took that down a few years ago and uh, started dealing directly with the public. I had an Etsy store. I had, uh, uh, but mostly my the work that I've done in, uh, as an initiate. I would say the bulk of my work has been uh, for initiates, mm-hmm. and 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 that was why I started doing it. Um, there's a whole story behind why I, I started doing metal work, uh, but uh, the stone sculpture uh, was was my art. That was something you know I I did very high end uh, stone sculpture, and I, I I was very successful with that until you know it started mashing my body to hell because stone is stone is particularly hard to work with um <laughs> got into metal work uh mm-hmm. through, through through my arc day work and um became a well i wanted to be a talisman maker mm-hmm. and and i created a i created tons of jewelry for for initiates and you know that they're all one of a kind there's there's you know i don't repeat myself unless I was doing something for an order or something like that. Um, so that's the bulk of my work. And then I got into making pretty stuff for, for, the, for the humans. And uh, I was, I'm very good at that. I, mean, I got a great sense of design. I have extremely unique materials. Um, so it was, a fairly, it was fairly easy to sell that. Uh, so I, I've been very successful with it, and I, I'm, I'm lucky that way with art uh, because I don't have a cultural uh, um, background per se. I, I don't uh, I don't affiliate with uh, First Nations. I'm not a classically trained. You know, I didn't go to university to do a fine arts degree. Um, I'm self-taught in almost everything I do, and uh, I'm a culture of one. And I've always liked that because I have a yeah. lot of freedom. In that. Yeah, I can I can I can create my culture however the hell I want, and I bloody well do. Right. Yeah. Right. So and I think uh, cult, cultural norms or cultural backgrounds really limit artists. Yeah. Yeah. Even though they exactly. create mag- magnific- magnificent work, you know, like Bill Reed and and and, and folks like that, uh, Dempsey Bob, and yeah. Yeah, culture is such a weird thing like that. It can be so inspiring in some ways, but then also become uh, limiting. And and I feel like a lot of your stuff, you've managed to reach in and grab the essence of this, a lot of these things, and and, and not be um, tied down by it. And I have to pause here Mm -hmm. and say that that you made a really amazing uh, pendant for the Esoteric Order of Beelzebub, uh, incorporating... Um, our, our basic logo for that, uh, that is like one of the coolest, like steampunk looking pieces of jewelry, um, that I know of and that you're, you're always going to be, uh, revered very highly for your work there. Um, and, and also we will be sure to post like the link for your Facebook page on um, the show notes for this so people can go check it out. And, and I want people to go check it out because there's so much cool stuff here. When I just like scroll through it, there's like there's pentagrams. You've got your uh, alchemical symbol of fire and brimstone. You've got your Lucifer sigil showing up in things. You've got uh, skulls. You've got skulls with horns. You've got all sorts of like, uh, you know, very totemic uh, shamanistic animal type images with like you know wolves and fangs and 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 eagles and just all this really amazing stuff that um, I really encourage everyone to go check all this out. 
Right on. I'd like to say something about the EOB pendant. Uh, uh, yeah. The inspiration for that came from uh, one of our initiates, a priestess uh, named Komodo Cat. Uh-huh. And uh, that was definitely a huge ins- inspiration for that piece and, and its creation. So yeah. I'd like to def- definitely give her credit for, for her her inspiration and, and her work on that piece. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. So um, can you tell us anything? We talked about MindStar a little bit. Can you tell us anything about the uh, uh, MindStar working you've been uh, working on? Well, it began with, with the immediate sort of, uh, it wasn't actually an expulsion. It was just a recognition that, okay, uh, my human self is done. And, and uh, you know, it was a... It was it was a somber moment, but it was only a moment. It didn't last long, and mm-hmm. and just saying, okay, me and you are done. You can uh, you have this body thing to deal with, so go deal with it. I'm I'm not going to, um, you know, I'm I'm obviously going to go through the the the, the steps of whatever happens here, but uh, my mind is my own right now and I'm going to keep it that way, and I'm going to keep it in an initiatory state. Now, mm-hmm. no one no one outside of uh, uh, actual initiates has ever seen me in this state uh, and recognized it for what it is. Mm-hmm. And while my family's, my family's around me every day, and I just sat them down the first day they got here, and, you know, everybody's mopey and crying, and it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> this isn't happening. <laughs> you got, okay, you get one day to do this, and, and that's it. I said, uh, but let me tell you how this is going for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, I, I'm going to keep my mind in a very particular state, and it's very focused. I have very particular things that I want to experience, I want high-level interaction. I want uh, I want the you know if you want to know me, you know I have very very few friends here, and uh, they're going to be out here. That you know you're going to meet them, and if you want to know stuff about me, I want you to engage my friends, engage me, ask me any question you want. Um, I'll answer it honestly, and. Uh, but I want I want to see this engagement happen around me. That that where you're having fun, you're mm-hmm. actually learning something about me. Uh, my brother's an excellent chef. Uh, we've been eating magnificent food, or as much as I can eat. I can't eat much, but uh, you know. So we have we we cook together. We have great food every day. We're having these high level conversations. There's there's no frivolity to it. Um, there's no deflection of, you know, what's actually happening. You know, I discuss the, the cancer very openly. You know, there's very practical things that need to happen here. Mm-hmm. And they are happening. And But they're not, they're not the focus. Mm-hmm. They're just necessary for this event to, to, to go along as smoothly as possible, coherently as possible. Mm-hmm. And then uh, our, uh, our high priest came up the theme, which floored me. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there's a few initiates up here in the Arctic, and uh, they were here, present for that. And so we created a working, just an off-the-cuff working called the Mind Star Working, 
while they were here. And wow. that got me very focused right away. Like that was an instantaneous jarring into, in, into an initiatory state. And so that's continued. Uh-huh. And it's just building, it's building momentum. Um, I have no idea where this is going. But I thought, you know, if, if there's anything I could share with people is that so far the, the time that I've used this perspective and whatever time I have left, which could be, you know, a week to two or three weeks, um, I want to remain as, co- as, as cognizant as possible and I want, I, I want to see what evolves out of this. And every day is new. Every day is spectacularly, uh, highly interactive. Uh-huh. And my initiation is spreading out around me right now, and anyone who touches me right now is going to get a shock. Um, that's that's just been happening. It's an, that's an observation, not a not a you know not what I want to happen. It's just happening. Right. So yeah. the mind start working itself is is to remain as 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 lucid as possible until that moment of death. And I I've made a point of uh, choosing my own time of death. Um, I will not die in a hospital. I'm finished with hospitals. I'm not going to be going back into one at all for any reason. Uh-huh. Um, I've got uh, all the, the the logistics taken care of for for uh, uh, taking myself out when things get to a point where where I'm of no use to anything anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to sit around and let my uh, partner watch me go through, uh, you know, pain and agony and all that crap that goes with dying of cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, when I feel it's time, I'm taking myself out and that's that. And, mm-hmm. um, but I, I maintain complete control of this. And we're also planning a, a Viking funeral. Oh, wow. Um, so, so I've got a boat. We got a boat yesterday and we're going to start cleaning it up this week and painting all my favorite little sigils on it. And oh, wow. I've got stuff I'm going to take in it. I'm going to take my charm scepter and a bunch of very personal stuff that I've gotten from initiates over the years. And uh, and we're gonna we're gonna have a ceremony at a at a lake of location undisclosed. And um, we're gonna burn up in a boat, man, wow. on a lake. And hopefully there'll be a couple more initiates from the temple here that that uh, you know have a good handle on on doing a ceremony like that. And, uh, yeah, so it's, wow. it's fucking cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a blast with this. Yeah. That's so awesome. I'm jealous. I'm actually jealous. <laughs> yeah, you should be. <laughs> uh, right on. So, you know, a, 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 a couple of things I'll, I'll say, um, is that, you know, when I was young, my father, my father passed away when I was like nine years old and, and he was like an extreme diabetic and, and he knew he was going to die and he knew he was going to die for years. And he was always just totally honest and rational and upfront about everything. And, and, you know, so that's, that's, that was my first experience of someone going through this process. That's and then, really cool. You're right. And then a couple of years ago, uh, my, my mom was going through the same process and, you know, she had dementia and she'd been in a, a, a long-term care and, and hospice for quite a while beforehand. Um, 
But when the time came, you know, and this is back in Nebraska, when the time came, an old man gave me a call and let me know what was going on. And so I got back there as soon as I could. And, you know, you know, they called me back and they said she had a couple of days, but it ended up being, you know, like five or six days that, that I stayed there with her at her bedside, even though her eyes were closed at that point. Um, mm-hmm. And and so I was reading, and I just found, uh, or I'd just gotten uh, connected with uh, Dr. Flowers' book, The Good Religion, and so I was reading about uh, the Zoroastrian stuff. And again, um, not so much the culture that stood out to me, but the metaphysics of it. The idea mm-hmm. of, uh, like, like I mentioned earlier, like the 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 the, the soul uh, being an immortal thing that you know you make, makes a decision to come to this world, and then that principle of of causality, that decision to remain and continue, is what takes us, or, or is a fundamental aspect of what takes us on into the 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 next world, the next stage of this process. So a lot of these things were mm-hmm. on my mind as I as I sat there. Um, with my mom while she went through this process. And one of the takeaways that I had is that, you know, I really, after all this happened, and I ended up handling a lot of the funeral stuff um, because she told me what she wanted, you know, done, you know, where she wanted to be buried, she wanted to be cremated, all these details. So it was easy for me to, uh, you know, working with, with the old man to, like, take care of a lot of this stuff. And I realized that, you know, this is the point where I need to take care of this stuff for me, too. So, the you know, several months, like, after all of this happened, I spent that time planning for everything. Um, and there's this, there's this company called uh, the Neptune Society uh, that you can work with, and you can pay them. You just basically pay for your funeral in, in advance. So whenever it mm-hmm. happens, it'll just be, it, it, you know, they know – you know, they know to pick me up and, and cremate me, and they know to deliver me to this graveside, you know, in, in Missouri, and everything's, like, taken care of. And it's, like, just going through the process of taking care of this stuff and still being conscious afterwards to know it's taken care of, that has an effect on you, you know? It has an effect yeah. on your, your sense of self and your sense of stability, and I think your sense of responsibility, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I think as an initiate, uh, your 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 you know your initial goal as an initiate is is to put yourself together in a way that's that's bloody bombproof, and then you mm-hmm. take that being and you take it out into the world and you start doing the good and you start doing what you know is is building your soul, and and if you do that, you're always doing the good. You know, you may not know it, you may not you know you may not even pay attention to it. I mean, I never did. I just did that. Uh-huh. It was a byproduct of my initiation. And, uh, you know, after 30, 30 years of doing this, um, you, you may not realize what you've done in the world, but when you, you come to this event, um, all the things that, that, that you've done come back to you. Like, and, and whether that's good or not so good, you know, uh-huh. it'll come back to you and it'll smack you upside the head or it'll lay itself around you in the form of a deep respect and a deep love. And I mean, that's what, that's what's been happening for me. And I, I did not expect that. So I, I, I'm just like, I'm, I'm kind of blown away by, by the, the, you know, the, the outpouring of, of, uh, of uh, just uh, recognition that I've had from, from the people that I, I've deeply cared about for many, many, many years now, uh, including my colleagues in the temple. And, uh, 
it's really enhanced this particular part of my journey. And, and I, I would wish that for everyone, every initiate, that they, they would experience this in this way. You know, you're constantly building up to this moment. And so you use your time really wisely. And, you know, you don't let your initiation shine in your life. You know, let it shine on other people. Let, let what benefited you benefit those around you because it makes your world better. You know, it's, a, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's almost a very selfish thing in that sense, but it's also beneficial to everyone that your life touches. And mm-hmm. as an initiate, you're going to touch people and they are going to change. And, and you need to be aware of that as an initiate. So I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I think that's a really important point. Yeah. Absolutely. Your, your, morta- your, mort- your mortality is, is what? It's your mortality. Everything dies on this planet, man. Everything that lives dies. Yeah. You're going to die. That's that's just the bottom line. Make yeah. that the most important event of your life. You know, bring bring that initiation to its fullest at that moment and you'll have the same experience I'm having and it I got to say this is this is beyond anything I could have ever imagined. I'm 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 so grateful to the temple for what it, what the tools that it gave me and and the you know the 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 connection that it gave me to, to other beings like myself is just this is the pure initiatory gold. Yeah. So, um, so you and I went to the Bone Church together, didn't we? Mm-hmm. That was in Prague. Yeah, that was. I still have the pictures from from that from that Gentis. Yeah. Oh man, that's awesome. Yep. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, that was that was a ton of fun. Yeah. That's I've never great. seen anything like that. You know, a bunch of priest skulls in a fucking cage and chandeliers and wall plaques and wow, what a morbid bunch, man. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's some amazing stuff. So now you when you mentioned like the the Viking funeral, which is really amazing, mm-hmm. I realize not everyone might be aware of where you live. Can you talk you live in the Yukon, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm 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 north of sixty. Uh, not quite the Arctic, but damn close. Uh-huh. I spent a good good ten years in the high Arctic uh, doing art with the Inuit people, and uh, I know the indigenous cultures up here intimately. And I've worked with them over the last forty five years uh, that I've been here. Um, I love the North uh, mainly because of the isolation, and mainly because of uh, the nature of my my heritage, which is African and, and Norse, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm, I, you know, I was never accepted into First Nations culture or or white culture for that matter. When I grew up here, the racism was pretty palpable. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I learned very very early on that you know I'm kind of on my own and I'm going to create my own culture. And uh, I made that a point in my life, well, actually long before I became initiated. Um, and my initiation just made that a hell of a lot stronger. Um, so I've got a fairly unique perspective on, on, on how things are happening here. I can remain objective no matter whether it's, you know, First Nations issues or, or Western issues. And, uh, and I kind of extricated myself from Western society about 25 years ago and start when I started working for myself. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I want. I I really didn't want anything to do with Western culture. Right. I believe it's a very very corrupt culture. It's a racist rapist society. And that's how they get their shit done. You know, they just take whatever they want. And if they, you don't agree with them, well, they kill you. Uh, they used to anyway. Now they, now they find they've got laws to kind of keep you marginalized and keep your voice quiet. And you know, but whatever. I, I, I believe this Western culture is coming to a, a very uh, abrupt and unspectacular end because it, it's been a very unspectacular society. In a lot mm-hmm. of ways, uh, it's, it's pretty frigging small thinking, actually. Um, you know, it's well, it's still being it's still and, being it's still being administered and run on ideas that are like medieval, basically. You yeah, know? yeah, extremely <laughs> archaic ideas. Yeah, yeah. So I, you know, I I, I kind of look forward to its demise in a lot of ways, but at the same time, I I really don't give a damn because I'm not really part of it. And, and I don't support it. And, uh, you know, I, I support local people. I found lots of really good people to deal with. You know, I, it limits, uh, uh, it limited, greatly limited the, the, my ability to sell artwork um, mm-hmm. because I don't have the cultural background, whereas the Native, the First Nations and the Inuit have, have a, a, a lot of appeal to their artwork uh, because of, you know, what's been done to them. And the mm-hmm. government will just dole out money because they feel ashamed at what they did to these people, sort of, kind of, as long as yeah. they still get the resources in the land. You know, they're, you know they'll give them money. Yeah. It's, it's, all just a, anyway. it's all just a mad scramble for good guy badges. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's a good guy badge thing. Um, so I, I've... I've kept that, that unique perspective right up to the end. And I've, I, you know, the government can audit me or do whatever they want. I've, I've, I don't make enough money to be worried about. Um, but I make enough to, to have, I'm probably one of the richest people in the world. You know, I figure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you live basically, um, I, I remember you were telling me once about building, uh, you were building an addition onto your house or something like that. And you live kind of um, like out, out away from, out away from, you know, society, right? You're kind of out in the forest. Uh, I'm just on the edge of the outskirts or the, the edge of, uh, the city limits. Uh, okay. so they would call it, call it kind of a country residential, but my neighbors are like, 500 yards away. I don't see their house. You know, I have, I've, it's a very private piece of property. Um, I built, uh, my, my studio, I built my house. Like I built my, actually built my house around a 1961 trailer, a mm-hmm. mobile home trailer, mm-hmm. kind of like an Airstream thing. Wow. And, uh, built a sauna that has, has a shower in it. Um, so I got, I've got a shower if I want one. Um, I don't have running water, haven't had for forever, uh, got an outhouse kind of thing, you know, like just, yeah, I don't mind living that kind of lifestyle. I grew up with that. Uh, it's very familiar to me. You know, I, I cut my own wood. I heat exclusively with wood. Um, I don't have, I don't have bills because I don't, you know, I don't, you know, I have hydro now, but I mean, cheap enough that it's not, doesn't get in my way. Uh, but I can live without power as long as my shop has power. I need it for uh-huh. my tools. But uh, when the power goes out, I don't worry about it. I light my candles, my kerosene lamps, and I got thousands of books to read. So I had thousands of books to read. And, uh, yeah, 
That's amazing. So, yeah, I don't need the, you know, I, the, 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 what, what most people in city would call necessities, we don't have them here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and I like, I like living that way. I like, I've just created my entire life myself. And I once, once again, I'm jealous. Be, mm, yeah, there's not many people. With you. I mean, you you probably wouldn't be allowed to do that down there. Right. You know, I know in a lot of states. I mean, I I use rainwater for my my dishes and whatever washing up stuff I need, and then I haul water from town to uh, to drink. You know, like there's lots of places in the states you can't even collect rainwater. It's illegal. Right. Right. What no, it's kind illegal. Of bullshit is that? You know, no, like fuck. That's that's part of the whole aim. They don't they they don't want people being responsible. They don't want people being self-supportive. Uh, they want a population that is dependent on them. Yeah. You know. Well, you're 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 a commodity in in the in the cities. You you are an actual commodity. That's what you are. Mm-hmm. And they don't get that from me. I'm not a commodity. You don't get to buy me. Yeah. Yeah. Not for any money. I wouldn't take it. I'll move further out into the bush if I have to, you know. Like at <laughs> one point, I, li- I, I lived 60 miles out of town in the middle of nowhere, and uh-huh. uh, that was completely self-sufficient. I used the generator for power and, right. and no no amenities, you know. But if you want them, you, you create them, you build them. Right. So, so that's, that's all my skills come into play when I do that. I, I'm a good woodworker. Oh, I'm a fair woodworker. Um, I can build a home, I can, I can dig a well, I can build a sauna, you know, like, no, I don't need other humans to do my stuff for me. Uh, but I, I consider myself lucky that way. I had, I had some really good teachers, you know, the old school carpenters when I was young, uh, those guys really knew how to work and they showed me how to work and yeah, I learned well. Yeah. So people people don't even know how to do things like that. I mean, there's no one around here that that even knows how to build a uh, build a sauna, build a well. Oh my God, people have no idea. Or build a yeah. uh, build an addition to your house. It's like only only very 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 specialized people know how to do things like that um, in the city. Yeah, and it's built to a code. It has mm-hmm. to be the code. Yeah, yeah, there's nothing around here that's built to code. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know, but yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't have anybody checking up on me because I don't, you know, I don't, I don't have anything to do with the, with the construct. And yeah, it took probably about ten, fifteen years before they forgot about me. You know, I just mm-hmm. kind of don't exist anymore. <laughs> and uh, that was really nice when that happened. You know, and then I had a lot more freedom and and right. I used that freedom. Yeah. That's awesome. So here's what's ironic is some people would listen to this part of, of, of the story of, of James Kirby and say this guy kind of sounds like a hermit. But the reality of the situation is that you're very connected and, and, oh, yeah. and you've affected like, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of people uh, have been positively affected by, uh, by you and your work. Um, and w- one thing that comes to mind is uh, the source, the Facebook group, the source. You were uh, instrumental in, in bringing that about, right? Mm-hmm. Well, creating that was a, a way, uh, you know, to to get rid of the all the flame wars and the bullshits and the you know we're better than you thing, and it was just focused on a collection of solid information 
that any initiate from any background could come and use and and get resources that they needed mm-hmm. to do whatever they were doing in their initiation. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there can be dialogue around d- different subjects, but if you start doing the, the nitpicking, uh, you know, my, my path is better than your path thing, you're out of there like instantly. I'll just turf you right off the fucking thing. Uh-huh. Um, I've recently passed on the source to uh, to uh, Michelle Guillory, and uh, she she's the head admin on that now, and uh, and someone I believe that can take it into new places. You know, like it's not a I didn't start it to to you know become famous or anything on on the in the left hand path or any you know it was just basically here's a resource and a platform for for. Uh, uh, some of the work that we do is Fedians, um, actually a platform for anyone who wants to use it that way to say, you know, here's what I do. And, and, you know, can you give me some critical feedback on it? Mm-hmm. And then you'll get it, you know, you will get it because there's some very, very intelligent initiates on there. And, um, you know, and hopefully you accept it in, in that, in that, uh, that light where you're, you know, you hear you wanted critical feedback. If you post it on that, on the source, you're going to get critical feedback. And if you're full of shit right from the start, well, it just gets removed. You know, it, it won't stay there. Um, if it, if you've got, if there's merit to your work, then it'll stay there. Doesn't matter where you come from. Yeah, and it's been a, a huge. I mean, I know so many people have been drawn to that, um, mm. drawn to the source, and 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 has like found, you know connections with something more substantial there. It's like almost 4,000 members right now. Yeah. Yeah. And there's gotta be, uh, there's, there's over, over, way over a thousand posts on there. So there's a lot of research to do. That's a lot of scrolling, you know, <laughs> but, yeah. but if you scroll through it, you'll find what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's all, almost all of it's there. I mean, there's, 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 you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to the new, this new generation that's coming up. These guys are sharp, man. They've got their shit together in ways I never, I would have never even thought of back then. And they're, they're in oh, their twenties yeah. and early thirties, you know, like, holy, yeah. there's some cool initiates coming up, you yeah. know? So I mean, that's, I think that's really important to have a, yeah. a, a platform like that for these people to, to speak their mind and to share share what they're learning. And yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, and like I say, it's 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 not it's not specifically SETI, and it's not uh, Church of Satan, it's not Temple of Vampires. You know, it's it's just a, a left hand path, and uh-huh. let's let's dig in. Let's make you know, let's make this thing a real tangible, um, you know, uh, community kind of effort. Yeah. Uh, with some solid information, and 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 you know, I hope it forces people into the. Um, you know, more into the realm of, of uh, highly critical um, uh, observation of, of what they're what they're working with, so that they can go on uh, to their futures with, with better information. You know, better technology, better techniques. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think by focusing on, you know, just w- within that that broad. Um, denomination of the left-hand path. There's some some key items that bind us all together, like you know individuality and and um, you know rational self-interest and things like that. And it's like 
mm-hmm. when when we could get together in a forum like this and and focus on those things that connect us rather than things that disconnect us, then the exchange can be accelerated. Yes, yes, indeed. I believe that's possible. Well, awesome. Well, um, well, James, um, I, I want to thank you so much. Do you have any final words you'd like to leave us with? Mm, I was hoping to come up with something profound at this point. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> Never, ever, ever give up, man. <laughs> no matter how fucking hard it gets. You know, I've, I've been, I've had one of the most interesting traumatic lives that that I could imagine and I just never gave up and I always trusted that source within me and now that source is manifesting fully right in front of my eyes and I would wish that for every initiate out there you know like this is the pinnacle of your initiation this is the point where it all comes together and you've put your soul together and this is this is the the gem that you've been creating that mind star, this gem that's, that, that is you. And, you know, I, it, in all, with all the magic I possess, I would wish this for every initiate to, to experience and to see this thing manifest fully in your life. And I don't, I don't believe this could happen at any other time. I don't think I could have done this at any other time, the way that I'm doing it now. And, um, like I said, I'm, I'm going to live as long as, and, and as, as uh, openly as I can at this point um, with that initiate full on right in front of my eyes. And I'm taking that with me and uh, going to the place that I've, I've created. And I would wish that for every initiate. Excellent. And I've got to thank, I've, I've got to thank my, my colleagues in the temple because I would have never been able to do this without, without all you guys. And, uh, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm just so blessed that, that, that I've had this opportunity and, and I'm, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to take what I've learned and I'm going to manifest it. And, uh, yeah, just remember that you're all a part of this. Yeah, and I'm not leaving the temple. I'm taking the living temple with me, and I'm going to be back with you, and I will never be apart from the temple. So, Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, James Kirby, you uh, are and continue to be an inspiration to us all as you shine like fire in the jaws of chaos, and I know I will continue to hear more from you future mm, you will and I bid you Catherine and manifest Catherine and re-manifest and I got one more re-manifestation coming and it's going to be a good one I got to thank the maggots of that word boy because <laughs> it means a lot to me well thank you for listening to another installment of Davonosophy 2.0 the only podcast exploring the congruence of liberty and the left-hand path. For more information, visit our website at www.damonosophy.com. Follow our tweets at airbeth underscore trans or join the discussion on Facebook at the Damonosophy Group. And until next time, keep the dark fire burning. (laughs) 